Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. Okay, let me guess. The weather's heating up, but your sex life, not so much. In this show, I'm walking through one easy way to keep things exciting and fresh in the bedroom. Plus, we got your emails, dirty talk gone wrong, disappearing orgasms, and so much more. Don't miss it. If you've listened to the show the last couple months, you've probably heard me talk about a unique product called The Womanizer. A while back, the owners of the company asked if they could send me one to test out, which, of course, you know me, I agreed to it. I own and review a lot of toys, and I was fairly confident I've tried every category of product around, but I was wrong. The Womanizer was designed in Germany, and unlike anything else on the market, it indirectly stimulates the clitoris using suction. It's kind of like a sexy ear thermometer. It has a silicone cylinder on the face that you place over your clitoris, kind of like how a partner might use their mouth. And while it's on, you can vary the suction and move it around to create an amazingly intense experience. In fact, most women in their focus group achieved orgasm in one minute. That's right, a 60-second orgasm. You can just knock it out if you want. So I tried the Womanizer, and they weren't kidding. It's amazing. The suction is adjustable, and you can position it to create so many different sensations. It's The Womanizer is really in a category of its own, and I suggest you check it out for yourself. Go to sexwithemily.com and click on the Womanizer banner for more information. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com where you can check out all the podcasts, sign up for our mailing list, which you should totally do. We have a new website. Everything's better there. And also, thanks, everyone, for subscribing um, on iTunes and for reviewing the show and for telling your friends so they can enjoy the show. And uh, while you're at it, doing all that fun stuff, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram across the board. And now Snapchat. I'm totally into Snapchat. Right, Anderson? Do you understand Snapchat? I'm going to snap this. No, I don't. I, I can't do Snapchat. It's a little confusing. I, I don't have. I can't. It's like another brain. thing. And by the time I learn it, the kids will be on to something new. So, Well, I had like a weird 10 minutes the other day where I, I mean, I, I've been on it, but I didn't really like, they don't tell you anything. It's all kind of mysterious. But I sat there because I couldn't get into my house. I was locked out. And I sat in my car and I looked at it. And I was like, okay, I'm focusing. And then I got it. And I understand it because it's actually really cool that you can do, because oftentimes I'll, ideas or things that happen throughout the day. I'm like, this would be a really funny tweet or I should tell everyone this. And then I don't remember and I write it down and then it goes away. But if you just snap it in the moment, there's your story. There's your day. It does go away after 24 hours, but you can capture moments in time. But I'm all into like, stories. I'm into filmmaking and stuff that lasts forever. So it, it also seems you could wild. Download why, it. why would I, I want to do that? I don't know. I know you got mad at me I... once because I was talking badly about Snapchat. Oh, so, right. So I try not to talk oh, about it. Oh, why am I even you. bringing it up? See, I yeah. didn't forget uh, what we're talking Snapchat. about. Snapchat. Love it. Okay. But this is, this is, I also want to say um, happy Masturbation Month. We're into May now. So this is a big month for uh, not only the Sex with Emily family, but all of you, because all month long, we've got lots of great stuff planned, as we usually do. Um, we're going to do a lot of giveaways. Because you're going to need those toys and products. And we're doing, a, we're doing a Get Tight for Summer giveaway, which is an, a contest to encourage you all 
um, to work on your pelvic floor health and to strengthen it. And so check out the website for more details. Um, it's for 30 days. We'll be giving away stuff. And we want to know how you self-love. How do you masturbate? Tell us your stories. Feedback at sexwithemily.com for your masturbation routine. Um, I want to know. What do you do? Do you like candles? Guys don't like candles. You just flip on the porn. You lock the bathroom door. Um, we'll choose our favorite submissions to win some pretty great masturbation-friendly prizes. You know what that is. Some flashlights, maybe some sex toys. Flashlights, probably, right? Yeah, sure. Why not? A third hand. Uh, a third hand. Yeah, and also we've been doing great shows lately. If I do say my show, my say so much. I told you, Anderson, I can't fucking talk. Um, yeah. So two shows a week, and one we did was spring cleaning your love life, Anderson. That was a really popular show about you know when it's time to break up. Do you have to reevaluate, you know, your, your relationship, your sex life, clean out your closets and do all that to so do with your relationship? How do you know if it's time to break up? Will you give you some, I think we give you some great tips in there. If I do, people really like that, Anderson. How many relationships do you think we successfully ended? In that? Yeah. I'd like to say at least 12 people. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I hope people that were ready 12 to couples, end it. 12 couples, 24 people. 24 people. I yeah. want to know, actually. If, I if like it to think you... that somebody is still crying right at this very moment because From, of that show. Because they got dumped. Yeah. But you know what? Remember, when when someone when the relationship ends, there's always a reason for it, and there's always something better for you around the corner. So if you're suffering, we've also done shows. Where our next show is going to be how to get over a breakup, but um, I just hope it got you thinking. Am so I going to do that show with you? I'm not going to do that show with you. Why? We'll be doing shows more. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm scheduled for that one. Well, let's schedule because I'm really good at, at, oh, you are? at getting over breakups. Yeah. How, well, you're already scheduled. Then how okay. do you do it? Oh no, that's we're gonna save it for Fine. the show. Okay, but like, because... I've had my heart broken so many times that I'm, I'm like a, a bit of a love addict, and I, I've learned little tricks. Is it to get you got to get under to get over? Is that one of them? What? Have you never heard that? Gotta you got to get... get under to get over. You oh, got to sleep bang, with someone else. You got to go out and bang. That doesn't always help. No. 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 You're not going to tell me? Okay, Mind fine. You're tricks. Mind tricks. With the and a lot of booze. To get her back? No, no, no. You, 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 hey, you got to oh, give up. Oh, is this your, like, you if envision over, that she's dead and you went to her funeral? No, it's not quite that bad. Well, no, but I do have some good little tricks. Okay. I, you know, here's, here's my- This is a good teaser. In case I can't- This is a good teaser. In case I can't be a part of your show, here's one that really, really worked. In case, in case you do, you schedule it, you do it with okay, men. Okay, we need to talk about why. Okay. Uh, you might, I might not be able to schedule it with you. Whatever. Uh, I, because like things are changing around here. We'll you know talk about I mean? that in a minute. All right, but uh, here's what I did, did uh, a couple times ago, and it really helped, and I used it twice, and it really, really helped. I saw how pathetic I was being, how heartbroken and sad and wallowing and just like, uh, and just fixated. and, and uh, Obsessed. Obsessed, yeah. And then I imagined a woman out there who was going to end up to be my wife. And I imagined that she could like look down, be like omnip- om- omnipotent, and, and stare down at my plight and just kind of look at me pitifully and, 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 and shamefully. And I felt embarrassed. And I'm like, she's out there. And I, so I would stop right at that moment. I would like shape up a little bit. And I like, because I, I wouldn't want to be embarrassed in front of the woman that I knew I was going to end up marrying, whether I had married or met her or not. And wow. it ended up being Jillian, who I'm married to now, and she's wow. pregnant. And uh, yeah, if she saw me like wallowing uh, over some of these ridiculous breakups back in my past, she would have been laughing at me and going, like, you're right. pathetic. What are you doing? That's interesting. So that really got you. I, you know, I think visualization. It and really, when you really can helps. Even us. just think about what you want. In like your I've next lost partner. twenty pounds over relationships. I've yeah. like just stopped eating, stopped sleeping. I've had times. I know, I know. We've all gone through that. And um, I think it's um, the most important thing is to see what you've learned. You know, a lot of times there's anger. We want that person to apologize or see what they did wrong. And you can go through that. That's fine. But I think you know it is important to just 
also give yourself time to heal from it and to think about what you learned in the relationship. Because what I found in most relationships are, yeah, a lot of them end. Everything's going to end eventually, right? We're all going to die. But <laughs> you do learn from relation. You learn the most about yourself in a relationship. And so you can think, well, what did, what worked for me there? What didn't work for me? And what am I going to take in the next take into the next relationship? But also, like you said, picturing like. What kind of partner do you want? What do they look like? What's their values? Like to really like write that this stuff down. I mean, I've you manifest that person in your picking life. Picking up whatever comes along, exactly. which happens so often. Oh my god, I used to do that. I was at Disneyland a couple <laughs> days ago and I saw tons of people that obviously have just settled. They've settled on their partners, they've settled on life, they've just settled. They're wheeling around with their obese bodies on a they just gave up scooters. You know, like the adult scooters, like they're like kind of wheelchairs, but they're painted red and they got three wheels, you know those? Yeah, uh, and then they got and they're all Disneyland. with the with the uh, Disneyland. Like I'm with her, he's with me. Like with the Mickey Mouse fingers right. pointing. Ugh, ugh, so God. much settling going Disneyland. on, guys. Figure out what you deserve and what you want. And it's go for so it. true. I think that there's no ever, there's no reason to settle. And just remember, also the hardest thing to do is to end a relationship too, because the easy thing to do is stay into it. And settling and staying in a bad situation is easy. That's the easier choice because it's scary to leave something or to try something new. So. You know, go towards the fear, people. That's where you grow. So, Anderson, let's talk about why you're thinking that you're not going to be on another show, which isn't true. But um, I wasn't saying line. that. I just like, you, you're, you've already got one scheduled uh, here coming up. I soon. do. I'm gonna, well, you just said breaking up. Well, you're I didn't schedule it yet. I just thought about it. we did the we did okay. the. How do you know it's time to break up? We didn't schedule it yet. I'm going to be out of town my for brain. a week, and uh, we're both going to be out of the studio forever. Very so soon. yeah, okay. So I've been doing Love Line uh, guest co-hosting Love Line Radio Show. If you don't know what it is, it's been around for 30 plus years. And Anderson has been the engineer of Loveline for 17 years. And we just announced last week that uh, Loveline's going off the air. And so it's over. And it's it's sad. It's the end of an era. I mean, the show's helped a lot of people, and, and Anderson's been here for a long time. I was and like in my scary. early 20s when I started. Wow. It's weird. Yeah. That is so weird, oh, Anderson. Oh, mid-20s, yeah. And then you... Uh, yeah, I mean... I've grown up with this show, and the show's really done a lot for me, and I've been very fortunate. It was supposed to be the job that put me through college, and then I went through college, and I just... I could never let go of Loveline. Like, Why is it's that? It's like a relationship. It is. We well, it's kind of like breaking you're breaking up. up with Loveline right now. And I always wanted to leave Loveline before Loveline left me, so I didn't... I failed, but uh, I'm not I'm not necessarily really sad about that. I'm, I'm actually kind of looking forward to this new, this new chapter, as cliche as that sounds. But uh, it saved it, it saved me so much heartache, and I've learned so much, and it's kept me out of trouble. You know, in, being in here five nights a week, right you can't. The, the prime time of where I used to get in trouble before Loveline, ten to midnight is where I go out and start stirring stuff up. Wow! So for seventeen years, five nights a week. Well, it hasn't been five nights a week, was it? Since well, it's you started, been five nights a week for me, yeah, since I began. So you literally have not missed a night, and I've never called in sick ever. And I've I've had vacations and I go to that camp. I'm a counselor at a camp every summer, but I've never ever like said, "Hey, I can't make it tonight." Or I'm like I've been sick. doing it with Drew, Doctor Drew, like every night for a month, five nights a week for about a month, and I'm I'm going insane. Like I can't sleep. Like I don't know how. So you should be commended. But also, Anderson, I think that um, you said you wanted it to leave before you wanted to leave it. But I, I used think to have that- like drop dead dates. Like if I'm not out of here by July. First, two thousand two. I am a loser. What's well, wrong with you, Anderson? Really? Yeah, I used to have those. But then, but then, I would never go out and try and like find another job. Right, you're like, oops, it's life. But let me just say this, Anderson. When you're talking about you know visualizing that way, what about the next? You already know Anderson is a prolific filmmaker right now. He did six shorts last year. 
I did five. I've, five I've, been, I've been making Excuse and tinkering me. with movies for and a long time. And he's a script coming out. And he's got you have two very successful podcasts: the After Disaster three, sorry, excuse mm-hmm. me, uh, After Disaster, the Film Vault, and Cinematics. So you have a lot going on. People are interested in your script. I just feel like for I feel like, and I feel like this about relationships as well. It all sounds so cliche, but when one door closes, another one opens, and that for you, it's like it's almost like the show had to end. So you, this is going to be your year. Like I know this, oh, that's and it's not even like you just sit and visualize your future job looking at you, and looking at you pathetic because your future job is already here. You've already written it, mm-hmm. and I think the more that you, you know, it is sad that this ends, but you, you, you actually are doing it. You, I'm excited about script. it. I'm no, excited okay. for you too because I mean, you're definitely going to be able to focus more on your other endeavors as well. I, we, we all, Love Line was such a a sweet, fun, beautiful mistress, and I think that a lot of us were conquered by her allure. And it's, it's kind of nice that she's going off into the distance, it's, and we can focus on it's true. Our other, our and other it's helped stuff. so many people, and I'm honored just to have sat here and been a part of it. But, I'll be um, very sad though if you and I lose touch. Well, so okay, not, so no. Okay, here's the thing. I just signed. This is a big week for me. I just signed a lease on a new office, and it's. Um, three times the size of our current office, which our current office is only 300 square feet. It's very small. Uh, but it's a studio. But now it's a bigger place, and we're building a studio in the office, Anderson. So that means we can work around your schedule, if you will, right. and you can come in whenever. My schedule's pretty free these days. I know. Yeah. Mine's it now. I still have a crazy lot. I mean, mine still is crazy. But coming in here every night has been insane. So, I, yeah, no, we'll be doing shows. Let's get on to the, with the program. But it's funny when you said prolific uh, filmmaker, because I made five shorts last year. Uh, I, I saw this documentary about the making of Island, the Island of Dr. Moreau earlier in the week, and I talked okay. about it on Cinematics. That's out this week. Uh, that's available right now. But it's uh, I, the dir- guy that directed that. I looked up his credits on IMDb. He's directed 159 things. And it just made me feel like See, such a loser. You don't think we can all... And I've never heard of him. 159 things. Right. That, that stuff doesn't matter. Comparing yourself Ugh. to others, you Imagine like fail. looking... That's how you must feel like when you see Houston's 500, right? The the chick that had sex with 500 people. Yeah, at once, exactly. Right? I'm like, You're like how? I could never. I could have done that. Um, no, I don't ever. I actually, I don't. <laughs> right. I wish I did that. I don't compare myself to others. I do other very destructive things, but um, we can always look at stuff like that and say, we can always feel worse for ourselves. How do you not? I think everyone compares themselves to everybody else. Because I never think that, I always think, you know what? I'll, I could never be them, and they could never be me. I'll never be as good at being Anderson as Anderson is mm-hmm. being himself. And and you'll never be me. And I just feel like Wait we all minute. have our own gifts. I don't know. I just really don't do that. And Sex I don't, with Anderson. I see something here. I don't get, and I think maybe that's in part of it. Like People at the beginning, they're like, well, what if someone takes your idea? And there's like, they do like sex with Amy or something. I'm like, so what? Like, I remember thinking even early on, on when I did not know what was going to happen in the show, I thought, well... Well, that'll be Amy. Like, that won't be Emily. And I think that um, it is really destructive because it's another way that we try to, like, hold ourselves back and we use fear and we think that everyone else is so successful and we're not. But we're all just to have our own paths. I think and- for you and I, too, to get a little distance from Dr. Drew would be is going to be good because you can never feel good about yourself when you're oh in my here God, exactly. with Dr. Drew every fucking night like, with I him. could answer this question from the caller, but I just gonna- did five shows uh, just this afternoon. I was on five television programs, did three podcasts, and... Uh, I saw like nine patients this morning. Let's well, take some calls. Well, here's the thing, and I you know I do that with friends who are like, I'm like I got out of bed at noon. Yeah, my friend texted me and she said, "Should I feel like a loser? I've been in the house. It's Saturday. I've been in the house for two hours. I haven't. I haven't gone out. I've been home for two hours during the day." Uh. And I'm thinking, I feel good when I leave the house for two hours on a Saturday. You know what I mean? Like I, it was just so different. She's so Type A and gets all this stuff done, and I just think we're all different. All, all... different. It's gonna make it work and, for you. And, and, and accept your own path. And that's another thing I learned this year in the last few years is that. Um, 
I think I do now. I mean, I'm hard on myself about things. I think I should be more efficient or better at this or that. And I think, you know what? When you can just learn to accept that this is your own path and this is who you are and this is how you do life, so much easier. Still not there yet, but I'm working on. I'm getting. It's getting better. You're an inspiration now. Oh my god, dude! Thank what's you. what's uh, what, what's the topic? Yo, you know, you want to get in the show, huh? Yeah, let's do it. Fine. Okay, first, um, sex in the news. I got to do this one because uh, I found this very interesting, and also, actually, this is a comparison, and I felt kind of bad. Mm. Researchers reveal the 12 most sexually satisfied countries. We're not on the list. We are not. We're not even on it. 12. I, of course, we're not. This depresses me. It's going to be like the Norway, the Scandinavian yep. countries. Where people are beautiful. Switzerland. Switzerland. Number one. Oh, yeah. I was just there. Yeah. Did they, there they, like they were sexually satisfied? Uh, you know what? Everyone was inside. I saw very few people on the streets. See? Well, was it yeah. winter or was it? No, yeah, it was October. Banging? Early October. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's they're inside banging. Yeah, they probably are. Uh, so it says, despite the age, to, what does it say here? Mexicans describe their sex life as fulfilling with just under half feeling regularly satisfied. Um, with the top five countries having a sexual satisfaction rate above 50%, is it time to move abroad? So here they are. Number one, or should we start at the bottom? We already said Switzerland, but I'm going to start at number 12. Because that's how you do, do lists. It. China. Wait, wait. So they're number... Sexually satisfied. No, they're number 10? Number 12. Number 12. It's China. I'll go this quick. I'll do this quickly. Well. Number 11, Germany. <laughs> 10, Nigeria. 9, Australia. I thought that would have been more up, but they just seem like they're always having a good time. Yeah. 8, India. Seven, Mexico. Six, the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Five, Greece. Oh. Very sexy mm. country. Passionate people. Four, Brazil. Mm. Same thing. This all makes sense. Three, Italians. Yeah. Italy. Number two, Spain. One, Switzerland. Mm-hmm. And I was just bummed that we weren't. I mean, you know why? I think Americans, we've really messed up sex with, with the proliferation of porn and sex addiction and, and meds puritism. and drugs. And, yeah, puritism and judgments, but yet so much... Porn and, and also, I think meds, we're such an over-medicated society that I think that even birth control pill that women aren't told that, guess what, your libido's taking a nosedive because of the pill, or I don't know what it is, but we're not, we're not happy. So- I'm moving to Italy. How did they conduct this study? They just asked people how satisfied they were? Yeah, and I was like, well, what was their criterion for satisfaction? Yeah, maybe they're just more positive countries. Yeah. Maybe they just have a a more half glass full. I know, I was reading this, but it's an an alternate study. It says that they did the most. UK was beaten by Greece. They don't get into it. Um, Okay, Italy came in third, recently named as the home of the top lovers in the world. Brazil in fourth place. They said that they have sex once a week. Um, Spain said 90%. Yeah, maybe they are just more positive about sex, but I just... uh, I know I said the same thing. How do you measure satisfaction? But I guess that was that was the question. And I just want everyone to, if you're competitive, then step up your sex game. So thanks for listening to the show. Step it up. That's what I'm trying to do here, people. Okay. Now we're going to give a little shout out to our sponsors, and uh, we'll be right back. So when was the last time an app changed your sex life? And no, I'm not talking about Tinder. I'm talking about my app, Kaggle Camp. It will increase your control, improve your sexual performance, and help you experience incredibly intense orgasms. Plus, if you've had a baby, Kegel Camp is the answer to getting your, you know, vagina back in shape. You know what I'm talking about, ladies. After years of telling you about the importance of Kegel exercises, it occurred to me, I need a better way to help you do them properly. And after a lot of development and some intense Kegel workouts, Kegel Camp was born. Kegel Camp is fun and easy to use and is, of course, incredibly effective. It provides simple step-by-step prompts that lead you through 20 levels of progressively intense workouts. The app tracks your progress, rewarding you with satisfaction of each new achievement and with kegels of steel. 
And guys, don't think you're exempt from needing a good Kegel workout. Strong pelvic floor muscles are just as important for men as they are for women. Regular Kegel camp workouts can help you last longer, give you stronger erections, and more powerful orgasms. I hear from Kegel campers every day. They send me screenshots when they reach the next level, and many of them have reached level 20. I'm not even at level 20. Download Kegel Camp today from the iTunes App Store or by clicking on the Kegel Camp banner on sexwithemily.com today. I'll see you at camp. Okay, everyone, we've got a little mini topic here for you. Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. And, okay, you're always asking me about how do I keep my sex life interesting? How do I, you know, keep it spicy and hot and sexy because we've been together for six months, six years, and it's no longer, it's no longer what it was at the beginning. We talk about this a lot and, uh, you know, I'll give lots of tips, but today I'm going to narrow, I want to hone in on one that, before you roll your eyes, I'm going to explain it to you. And that is role playing. Rolling eyes. Okay. You're going to think, oh, it's weird. That's embarrassing. That's awkward. Like, I'm not going to be the pizza delivery guy and like she's waiting, you know, there for me and I'm not going to, you know, be the school girl. Like, that's so cliche and that's so uncomfortable and that's so awkward and how could I ever do it? Um, but you don't have to be like the French maid. You don't have to dress up and all that. I'm going to give you little tips of how you can do this. And I'm telling you, it's a lot easier than you think. Play a little game with your partner. Like we're talking about playing mind games, Anderson. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just got to put yourself in another state. Well, think about life, right? If you get a new car or you get a new TV, like what to you, right? Getting new things, novelty, exciting, right? Right. Okay, same with your sex life. So why has your sex life gone stale? I'll tell you. One of the key ingredients that was there in the beginning is the novelty. The novelty is when it's new and fresh. That's the early sex. Everything is new. Everything exciting. They smell so good. Their body feels amazing. No one's ever kissed you like this. And then you settle into a long-term relationship, and that's great because you have stability and you have a deeper love and connection and comfort. But the problem is comfort and predictability cancels out novelty and newness and excitement. So that's why it's often hard to maintain. So when it's gone in the relationship, that's the reason why you don't want to have sex because you don't feel like you have anything new to look forward to. You know exactly what's going to happen next. Okay, here's the part where he comes home, he kisses me for two seconds, and then I take his clothes off, and then it's over in five minutes, and we resume Netflix. Okay, so that's why you need to spice it up. Here's how. It's okay if you haven't taken, like, an acting lesson or, like, you loathe Halloween or, like, role-playing sounds like your biggest nightmare. Because the good news is it doesn't require, like, costumes or, like, the crazy bells and whistles or, like, sexy French accents. Unless you want to because you might find that you really like it and then you want to take it to the next level. You can create that same thrill, hear me out, of being with someone new while still being with your current sex partner. Just take on a new role. And you don't have to be the doctor like, hello, nurse, Uh, can you pass me these uh, charts? What do doctors say? You can just play yourself, but in different scenarios that your partner can relate to. Um, So how do you bring this up? You're thinking, like, how am I going to do this? I don't know what you're talking about. You could just suggest, first of all, listen to the show together. You know, a lot of couples listen to the show. Or sometimes one person listens to the show and they tell their partner about it. Listen to it together. Be like, you know, I heard this interesting thing. That could help. You should definitely bring it up beforehand. You know, whether it's obviously have to because if you're just like, if you're just like, I've been a very bad girl. Like out of the blue? Yeah, like you're probably so confused. You like, what? Catch you them off guard? Yeah, you catch them off guard. You can't yeah. do that. So the next time. They'll probably start laughing. They you would don't want to begin with a laugh. But here's the thing it, you're going to laugh sometimes. You're gonna, when anything's new, it's going to be uncomfortable. But bring it up before, whether it's like during, like, you know, when you're like 
already occurring to have sex, you know, when you're already having sex and you're like, oh, you know, it'd be sexy. Or, you know, bring up a whole new topic. And then the next time you're in the bedroom, you could say, hey, remember we were talking about that role play thing? Let's do it. And again, no matter how I tell you how to start it, it still might be awkward, but you're going to get through that and you're going to be like, wow, Emily, thank you. And I can't wait for those emails. So here's the first one. Ready? Sexy stranger. For this scenario, all you got to do is pretend you don't know each other, which actually shouldn't be that hard because you, there was a time where you didn't know each other. And there was a time when you first met and your eyes locked across the room or locked across Tinder when you swiped on each other's photo. I don't know. But it's not such a stretch. So spend your time apart during the day. Maybe you live together, maybe you don't, but it's like make sure you don't see each other if you can, as po- you know, for as long as possible. And make a plan to meet up somewhere. And when you get there, these are the rules. You got to act like you've, you're complete strangers, that you don't know each other, and your eyes will lock across the room. Maybe you send over a drink, and you introduce yourself like it's like the very first time you met. Like, so think about it. Like, hey. And I know you think you can laugh, but if one of you cracks, it's fine. Just try to stay with the role. Does it seem silly? Can you see doing this? I've never I, tried this, but I, I feel like I'd be good at it, but I think I'd be really awkward and weird with it. It is awkward and weird at first, but I'm telling you, I, I've actually done it. And I didn't go out of the bar, but we did it like as a, like he started it. And I was like, wait, because I can kind of roll with things. And I'm yeah. like, and then I got into it. I'm like, this is kind of hot. What was his deal? His deal was like, so, like, so do you have that sex show? We were walking home. We were in LA walking back to his house from somewhere. I think we were getting a bottle of wine. He was like, so, how long have you been doing the sex show? And I kind of got like, what do you mean? He's like, no, really. And we got into this whole thing. And it was really hot. It was like, he first met me. He's like, so do you guys think you're kind of slutty? And it was like, and it was so friggin' hot because we played this whole thing. What about you? You're a... Which I say is, I don't want to say, you're a, uh, well, a astronaut. accountant. I could not accountant. <laughs> That's oh, really hot on, that you I mean, crunched the numbers. Accountant. So you're an actor. I always thought actors were really kind Shallow. of cheesy. I actually assumed you were dumb when I met you because you're good looking, but you're stupid. So we got to say all these really funny things that actually weren't true. And then it just, I got to kind of be myself, but not myself and present it again in a way where I already know that he likes me. So I got to kind of bring up all my best parts because you know, when you're, first start dating it's like they always say like you're dating someone's representative yeah because we don't always reveal everything so think of those things that you first found attractive in your partner and um you know chat them up try to prolong it as long as you can and even if you both laugh and fall out of character every once in a while that's fine but it's like a new game you're creating a new scenario together and i'm telling you it's hot and it works it's easy you're gonna go to a bar anyway you're gonna go to a restaurant you could have a whole meal you ever watch that show modern Fam- modern family yes they uh the the two leads there's a lot of leads in that but uh, Phil and uh, his wife I can't remember her name what is her name oh what's her name Julie Bowen plays right it. right anyways Blonde. they have they recurring sex uh, role playing that they do it's it's happened probably three or four episodes and they meet at a hotel and they always get dressed in different clothes and they pretend like they're just meeting at the hotel bar that's, a, that's so funny I yeah, it always network. goes poorly though there, someone always ends up naked in the hall. That's hilarious. This, that could happen, but it's a good story. Now, I, Modern Family's funny. See, Modern Family's interesting because, like, my nieces watch it, but there's, like, sex. Do you think they understand that it's about role-playing? Now I'm worried about my nieces. No, they're fine. It's all tame. Uh, do Am I overthinking this? Worried about some girl, females, women out there. Males, too, but I, I could see this going south with a, uh, uh, an insecure girlfriend saying, why do I have to pretend to be somebody else? No, you're being, you're being yourselves. You're being yourself. Okay, I just so didn't want to that. say, okay, so I'm sorry. I didn't want to say that my ex is 
profession and I couldn't think of anything. So I was like, because I was going to say I it. I see what you saying. You didn't want to say. So he said to me, we were walking home and he said, so how long have you been? I don't remember. He said something so like. the way you do, do it is you play yourselves. We play yourselves. Yeah, okay. You play yourselves, which is totally easy to do because there was a time when you were new to each other and you're like, okay, so you do that love lunch. You know, it's like, how long have you been doing that? What's, what's. What kind of calls do you hear on there? And it's like you you get into that role, and it's kind of fun because we all like talking about ourselves. And yeah, you're just playing yourself like you first met again. You're playing strangers. Because there is like the uh, the next level where you're playing completely different people. I've got four scenarios here. Ready? Oh, the other thing I was gonna say is that another great tool is I have a book called Hot Sex: Over 200 Things You Can Try Tonight. Came out like four years ago. Anderson has it. He keeps it in his bedroom. No, but you can flip open to any page. And it's a pretty cool book because it can just, again, you don't have to do the talking, but it can guide you through different scenarios that are in there as well. Okay, the next one is like mock makeup sex. Anyone can do this. You get a fight. Things are all heated. And then you have makeup sex. Do you do this, Anderson? Are you a fighter? I'm afraid. I'm afraid I I do uh, argue quite a bit. Yes. And do you have makeup sex? I've gotten much better with the the marriage because I don't try and win the fights. I just try and come to an agreement or an understanding so we can avoid that fight. I never want to have the same fight twice. Oh, good. Whereas before, everyone else, I always past, wanted though, to win. would you have, like, because the thing is, sex after a fight is, like, always hot and supercharged It's, it's and nice fiery. because it's, like, the exact opposite of where you just were, but you still have that pent-up energy and exactly. you realize that you're past the, the the bad part. Right. It's almost like you get that newness again and you get that, like, thrill because you thought it would could have been over and you get that jolt, right? Yeah. So you could fake. You can even use it to get out of fights sometimes. Like, if you guys are really not seeing eye to eye and you can't get anywhere... You, you, can, you can be like, let's just cut to the chase. Let's get to the makeup sex. And sometimes that, that actually fixes it. Exactly. So you could have a fake, you know, fight. So so the thing, yeah, because the thing is when you fight and then you make up, it's hot, supercharged, all that. And this is because, like, you've worked through whatever issue you guys were fighting about. And as a result, you guys feel closer. You feel connected, right? You feel safe. Mm-hmm. And that is hot makeup sex, which I have to realize I'm not, I'm not a fighter. I'm not a really big fighter, but I know the energy in it. So I know the breakup. I know sleeping with my ex energy. So let's just say that. That it's like you broke up, but you didn't, or we don't see each other for a while. We have mini fights. But good news, you don't have to really get into an argument. You can create, like, a stupid argument, okay? You could say, like, you could say something, like, uh, inconsequential. Like, you know what the best cereal is all time, my favorite movie of all time. I don't care how stupid the fight is. But sometimes these fake feuds can kind of boil, reach a boiling point, and they can, like, resemble a real argument. Mm. And uh, have a little fight. Have a funny fight. Get out your energy. Maybe you feel like so. Are you anyway. saying like pick a fight? Pick a fake fight. Wow. Yeah. That's dangerous. Why? It could escalate into something it could else. Get but pick it up yeah. for something that's like like little. Like I think that uh, you know, and you guys kind of know that you're joking. So like, you get this the, the fake best fight, movie. so you can have the fake exactly. makeup. You get the fake makeup sex. sex. Okay. And depending on what you fought about, you know, real or fake, you can kind of set that tone of the like the interaction. So that's if it was like, a heated, angry fight. You can make tender, loving sex to make up for it. That's like pretend to throw your car keys off the, off the cliff. Pretend. Exactly. Yeah, but you never know. You could slip. You could slip into a real fight. I think you want to do it when you guys are at a good place. And if you've never even had a fight, sometimes this is fun, too. You can just kind of make up. Well, you know, I'm hey, sure if you've never had it. a fight, you guys aren't going to make it. That's true. Right? you got to fight. Fighting yeah. in relationships is super healthy. And I realize that I, I never really... Well, no, I have been in relationships, but usually it's usually towards the end. But that's the same reason I can't be mean to callers. I mean, I think I have to be better with anger. Yeah. I have to get mean, mad at people more often. No, I don't think so. Unless no, I tend to blame are you myself. Holding though. it all up. Well, I don't think. I think that. I think you don't have I it do. in you. You're not that type of person, Em. I'm, I'm not. No, but I think oftentimes I, I can always see both sides of things. Yes. So even if I'm going to get mad, I'm like, well, I think I always see my part. Because mm-hmm. I think oftentimes a fight, like to think that you're always, I'm, never, I'm definitely 
there's a lot of people in the world who walk around thinking they're always right. Right. I'm certainly not. I'm like, I can see my part to I am always right. I'm one of those. I can't sucks. believe we get along. I know, but I want to say Because everyone else is wrong, and I hate being surrounded by everyone who's always wrong. It's 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 really difficult. I know. Existence. It must be really hard for you. I'm yeah. glad that you just put up with me, your time with me, even knowing that I'm just you're, terribly wrong. You're, you're, you're. Okay, here's a third one. Control playing. So if you guys have settled, you're in a relationship, and you kind of are in comfortable roles, one of you might be a little more submissive in bed, and the other one's a little more dominant. And maybe one of you initiate sex all the time, and, you know, the other one doesn't. And I have to tell you, one of the biggest complaints I hear often from men is that their partner women don't initiate sex enough. And I'm not saying that men can't initiate sex more often. So to do a switch here. So if you're typically more reserved during sex, you can make more demands. You know, you could say something like, I want you to go down on me for 40 minutes. And that's, <laughs> that might be what I would say. Or you can start with something like take off my dress or kiss my neck if you're not comfortable with it. But just switch roles. And again, you're going to think, how am I going to tell my partner this? Well, right now, if you're having sex, it's not that interesting or it's the same thing. How hard is it to say, but you know what? I heard this show or let's try this. Or like, you know what? I'm going to initiate sex tonight. Or you always tell me what to do. I'm going to tell you this one thing I've always wanted, even if it is massage my feet. What you're saying is like make a deal. Like make a deal with the person uh, with your partner. Say anything I say you have to do and then we'll flip it. Exactly. This is very different than what I thought you were. I thought you were going to talk about dressing up like the, the pizza guy. I did. No, for exactly. That's why I was like, everyone's going to roll their eyes and turn off, the, yeah. turn off the podcast. Not but that at all. No, not that at all. So, like, you could also, like, assume each other's, like, sexual personalities. You know, like, if your person's, like, big on oral, they'd probably love it if you, you know, were big on oral. Um, it's kind of control play. So, you're flipping your control. You're flipping your roles. And... um Try being dominant. It's hard because I'm more submissive, but like when you're dominant, you think I, you always think you can't, and then you do it, and you're like, oh wow, that was different, that was fun, I like it. You're never going to. You got to try things that are uncomfortable. You're not going to regret trying something new sexually. And then the last one, I love this one: fancy fantasy. So at a certain point in every relationship, you're wearing t-shirts, right? You're wearing your sweatpants. You're hanging around the house. Uh, you're not doing anything that sexy, but we all have those outfits that we're like, oh, sometime we'll go out, we'll get dressed up, we'll do this fun thing. So the last one, I'm going to call this a fancy fantasy. So at a certain point in a relationship, we've all been there when we're just wearing sweatpants and we're not getting dressed up and we're not making efforts. And we tend to forget like, oh, like he looks great in a suit or she looks nice when she gets all dressed up. And we all know also for ourselves, like I have these things. I'm like, I brought this dress, this super sexy dress that makes me feel amazing, but I have nowhere to wear it. I never wear it out. I just wear jeans and whatever. So if you want to say in your relationship, you plan something, like maybe it's once a month or once every few months, and you're like, we're going to go out tonight, we're going to dress up, and we're going to go to like a restaurant, something like, save, you know, nice restaurant or go to a concert, and save up for something. So it's like a night where you can dress up and you can like be fancy, fancy people. Yeah. And also, if you're like, we have no money to go out, then friggin' do it at home. Because sometimes when you wear something, that makes you feel good and sexy, it will actually reflect that in your, it will, when you wear something that makes you feel good and sexy I, I've heard hot. that from you ladies, yeah. It's true though. Like the laundry guy's like, guy I don't like lingerie. Like, like I got a guy friend, my best friend's a lawyer, he can't conduct business unless he's wearing a suit. On the phone. It's like, dude, what are you doing? But it's kind of true. Fake it till you make it, dress the part. I think it's true. When I sit home when I didn't have an office and I was home all day, like it kind of bummed me out, like it does. So when I get dressed up, put on makeup, you feel better. Mm-hmm. So. It's also for you, and it's something to look forward to, and you get to look at each other feeling the best and doing something fun for yourself. And you know what Because you guys deserve it. Don't save. Don't save. You, people who save money for a rainy day, like, you could yeah. freaking die. You could get hit by a bus. Yeah, yeah. You got to live live life to, to its fullest and uh, seize the day, Carpe Diem. 
But uh, if you take your lady out or your, or your guy out too, and uh, you get all dressed to the nines, as they say, and you go to an, an event or a concert or a dinner or anything, you'll notice too that like other people might be uh, checking out your you know your significant other, and it makes them sexier at, in it that does. very moment. It it's does, like, yeah. right? It doesn't make you jealous unless you got a, it's a toxic relationship. If you got a healthy relationship and you see like other guys checking out your lady, you're like, yep. And I'm guys love that, don't they? Mm. Never gets old. Mm. That guy wants her. And it I does when her. you're dating a bartender. Because <laughs> everyone wants her. Yeah, it just sucks with what like was the it, stripper. What was it? It goes. <laughs> it goes whole hooker, stripper, bartender, hairdresser. That's that from my experience. Your experience of women who the I'm ladies not saying I who with like you. attract the uh, certain types. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. I'm not. No. 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 That no, are t- no. difficult to, to uh, date and feel like you're in a trusting. Have you dated one in each category? Never d- dated a hooker. I've had a hooker in my car, but I've never dated one. Okay. Hooker she was in your car, like she, you giving, I was, was in bumper to bumper traffic on uh, Hollywood Boulevard trying to get to my friend's gig, and this uh, hooker, her name was Princess. I'll never forget. And she says. Uh, I know where you're going. I'm like, no, you don't. And it was just bumming. I was re- I was yelling out the window because I was so frustrated and stuck in traffic. And then she's like, I'll show you where you're going. And she hopped in my car. I'm like, why are you in my car? Oh my she's like, I just need to ride two blocks. I'm like, you could walk much faster than me. <laughs> and then she started like waving to like her pimp that was going by. I'm like, stop it. He's going to think I'm a trick. That is amazing. That is a good short film. It was terrifying. Wait, that's actually good for short for... And then I dropped her off two blocks later, which was about 15 minutes later. And uh, I said, bye, princess. Nice meeting you. And I felt like my car was solid. Felt it like I needed was. a new car. It probably was. Did she was cute. You? She was pretty. We tempted. Was she like fifteen no, bucks? No, she, she was very. She uh, yeah. Got no, it. Not okay. my type. It's a good story though. <laughs> hairdressers though, did you get for haircuts? Oh yeah, yeah. I've dated a, a number of hairdressers. Okay, so I used you to were hang out to... at like a hair salon. Like that was my hangout because there was nothing but good-looking ladies, and they were all like catty, and they'd all be staring at each other in those mirrors, like behind each other's backs. Just so unhealthy. Shit. That's so toxic. See, that would. It was really fun. I enjoyed oh God, it. Anderson, I'm so glad I know you as an adult. <laughs> and that is like the Anderson whenever, 10 years ago, maybe five years ago. Okay, everyone, we're on to emails. Thank you for emailing me. Feedback at sexwithelmy.com. We've been getting some awesome emails. I have to say, the emails, we always get a lot, but we're getting a lot more. And I love it, love it, love it. Maybe it's because we launched our new website. It's so much easier now to ask a to question. Contact. We've got an Ask Emily button. You just click on that. You write it. Send a form. Click send. And there it goes. I get it right there in my inbox. Nice. Okay. And... Email me and include your age, where you live, and how you listen. Is that our things? That works. And where you're from. Hi, Emily. New listener here. And I couldn't have started listening at a better time because I've recently experienced a new sexual experience, and I don't know how I feel about it. My fiancé and I have been together since 2010 and are to be married in November. We recently attended a friend's birthday party, and needless to say, the drinks were flowing. At the end of the night, we were all over each other, which is normal after a few drinks. So we started engaging in hot sex, and he starts talking really dirty to me. Normally, I'm really receptive to this, but receptive to it. However, he brought up a friend we were hanging out with earlier that night. This mutual friend we have is, number one, gorgeous and young. Number two, an awesome person. And I'm normally open to dirty talk in this way. However, it made me feel really inadequate because he made it seem like he wanted to be with her. I didn't feel good afterwards. It almost felt wrong. Am I just being insecure or should I write off as a typical male fantasy? Thanks. Love your show. Lots of O's. Allie. So do you get this scenario here? So so she's got her fiance. They've been together six years. They're getting married. Dirty talk. They go from a party. They see one of her friends. He's like, so... What if Alicia was here right now and we were having a threesome, right? Mm-hmm. So I've said this before that I think if you 
in a relationship sometimes you don't want to have a threesome. It's kind of hot to talk about it, but you don't. Allie, you have every right here to to feel kind of disturbed by this. I'm so glad you found my podcast because you do need it now. This is the thing about Dirty Talk. It can be great, but it can be a huge distraction when it goes wrong. So, again, your feelings are totally valid. This is upset any woman. I'm upset. It would make them feel insecure just as you're feeling and threatened by your friend, which you sound like, you know, you, you love your friend. She's a great girl, but you do not want, no one wants to hear their boyfriend talk about how hot anyone is, for that matter, and specifically your friend. So I'm sure this was not his intention. You know, it's imp- inappropriate for him to bring up this other woman, especially it's something because you guys have never discussed it before. And there is a golden rule in threesomes that friends should just be off limits unless, you know, Unless you guys discuss it and you're like, let's hook up with our friends. But I never think it's a good idea. And even in this fake threesome fantasy, that was a mistake. And it is a typical male fantasy. You are right. Two beautiful women. The problem is he took it too far. He took it too far. He mentioned her friend's name. Like, you can't do that, right, Anderson? Don't you know this, like, male code? Like, when you're with a girl, even the hairdressers, whoever you're with. Now, this is a move you do with a girl you've been with for, like, three weeks. You know it's coming to an end soon. And I keep trying, like, you know, swing for the fences. You don't do this with your six-year anniversary. I mean, uh, six-year relationship fiance getting get married I mean, that's was he drunk yeah they uh, were drunk so they usually get drunk and talk dirty nice. and this time it went too far yeah. so uh you gotta you gotta address it and you gotta you know he included someone that you already know so just tell him that it made you feel bad it hurt your feelings and tell him how it made you feel when you are often having these communication discussions with your partners about anything remember you don't want to go on the attack. You want to say how things made you feel because right. no one can argue with your feelings. And hopefully she's strong enough to get past this and keep that friend as well. Right. It's going to be really hard for her to have both of these people in her I life know. forever. Right. So I think also, Allie, if you've got the bigger questions and you want to know like, hey, so you hot for my friend? Yeah. You got to ask. How good of a friend is this, I wonder? I wonder if she'd be willing to put on like 15, 20 pounds to become right. unattractive. It's a mutual a friend. Uh, it doesn't say, but, you know. Doubt she'd probably take one for the team, like cut her hair all off. Or right. Move. Stop washing. Exactly. Have a fake boyfriend. Um, so I think um, you got to tell him made it feel bad and also address all the issues. Because you can't, if you say, I'm sorry, babe, I don't yeah. remember. I was drunk. When you gloss over things, they don't go away on their own. So you're going to have to know. Is he attracted to her? Um, is there something more going on? you got to address oh, it. Well, he's definitely attracted to her. But, you I know, mean, po- right. there's well, a possibility that he was, like, so drunk, he was, like, blackout drunk and just saying nonsensical things. Right. And that's, but, I mean, that's not ideal, but that's one of the only ways exactly. you can get out of this unscathed. Yeah. So just let him know. And, um, you know, I like I said, I've had experience in threesomes with this guy. And it actually was a turn on. It was the first time anyone had ever done that. And he was like, hey, so I'm picturing you with Did this you woman. Him? Yes, I married him and divorced him. No, but I should have. No, I was kidding. I don't have any regrets. But he was, it was like my most um, profound relationship as far as, I think it sexually opened me up in a lot of ways. Mm. And, um. But that's you, Em. This is, you you weren't in a relationship with this guy for six years about to get married. No, this is what what I'm saying is what he did was he did some nameless, faceless woman. That was the God thing was when you're like, oh, there's another woman here. She's doing this to you. She's doing that to you. That's what's okay. I got you. Yeah, it was more role playing. This naming the person in your friend is wrong. So you got to discuss it and friends and acquaintances and all that should be off limits. So you should let him know he hurt you. Okay. Next email. Disappearing orgasm. There it goes. Hate that shit. (laughs) Hiya. My partner recently discovered how to give me clitoral orgasms from vibrators. We moved from a bullet vibe to a rabbit, and now we're up to the magic wand. 
The other night, he grabbed the rabbit for old time's sake, and I couldn't get off on it anymore. This happened to me before when we went from the bullet to the rabbit, and I'm worried that I'm ruining myself somehow and that one day I won't be able to have any more orgasms. Does this happen? Thanks, Confused Phoebe. Phoebe, this is a great question because people always ask, oh, is a vibrator going to ruin me? And, you know, men wonder where I think it's going to replace guys forever. No. Here's the thing. You just got to mix things up. But think about this. Let's say you want to get in shape, Phoebe, and you start running every single day. Right? You run every day, every day, and you lose weight, and you're psyched. You're like, progress. You keep running, you keep running, and then what happens? You plateau. So always happy. You stop seeing any results at all because your body gets used to it. That's why they say you got to cross-train. you got to try different things. Orgasms, same exact way. So it's not that, your orga- that you're becoming desensitized, um, losing sensitivity. Your body is just getting used to that amount of vibration. And pressure, and so it can't respond to anything else. It doesn't mean that it requires, I mean, right now your body's gotten used to it, but it doesn't mean like your orgasms are gone. It means you have to retrain your body. So take a break from the high intensity stimulation, not forever, you know? And this can be actually, this can be something fun you can do with your partner. So you can wean yourself off the vibrator and like up the foreplay. You can say like, okay, like, you know, he's going to go down to me or use his fingers or we're going to have sex and then we're going to bring in the toy. Or you can like use it for a few minutes on a lower level and then bring something else in. I mean, you just got to like switch up what you're using. You could also um, quit cold turkey if you want to try this. And because I'm sure you had orgasms before there were any vibrators. It sounds like you have. And just see, you know, like. Don't beat yourself up, but don't think, where is it, where is it, where is it? Because a lot of times it's our mind that's making these orgasms disappear, as you say. So um, just scale back, start trying these other other things with your partner because that's fun. Like it gives you guys a chance to be more creative and explore other ways to get each other off. And when you step up the foreplay, you've proven that you can have a clitoral orgasm. So your boyfriend can get you there using his mouth or his hands. And once you just take off a little time, you will feel those orgasms come back. So, and then you'll remember, like, it's just, you got to just always mix it up. Use the bullet. Use the rabbit. You know, just try, have sex without toys. Because there's nothing wrong with toys. But, again, just like your workout routine, you use the circuits and you lift weights and you don't only run because it helps you become in better shape. And same with sex. So always be mixing things up in the bedroom. And um, I think also with, like, masturbating and all that, like, that's why I'm always trying, guys, to get a flashlight. Like, you do things the same way. And the other great thing about this, the final thing I'm going to say to you Phoebe, is that I'll bet there's so many other ways that you can orgasm that you don't even know about. And because I know that like without using toys or using different kinds of things, I found that because it's my job. But I kind of always think of it. I've just like topped it and then like something else will happen. So there are, remember, 8,000 nerve endings in your clitoris and it's not just a little button. It's labia and all those areas that there's so many Roger stones that I want you to fun with this. And it's not that you like the sense that something bad happened, it's like, wow, this is fun. I'm going to try something else, and I want you to email me when you have 18 orgasms from him touching your knee. <laughs> Thanks, Phoebe, and thank you, Anderson. Thank That's you, what we got Adams. time for. Yes. Um, and, of course, we're not. Dude, we're just beginning. Uh, check out your podcasts. All that, After Zester. Cinematics, After Zester, the film vault. If you want uh, to be up to date, if you're a real film lover, that's cinematics for you. If, uh, if you want more Anderson. If you want entertainment and some knowledge, the film vault, which I've been doing with Brian for eight years now. Wow. And uh, and then if you want just a good old time, Mike Carano and Tyler and I, I do the After that. Disaster. Those are the best people. And uh, yeah, people really respond. We just sold out the uh, the improv again on I Saturday. Know. Yeah. That's so fun. Okay. Well, congratulations. I love you, Anderson. And I love you all. It was Thanks a small so much for okay. Hey dude, small. stop. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. Was it good for you? Email me feedback at sexwithemily.com. 
For more than 30 years, Vibratex has understood that giving women options means more than offering a variety of colors. They know what feels good to you might not always feel good to someone else. And exploring your own self-pleasure is not only fun, but it's an important part of learning what works for you. And to help women explore, Vibratex was among the first to introduce toys that rotate and twist to stimulate all your sensitive areas. A favorite of mine is the Sugar Pop. And what makes the Sugar Pop so unique, the Sugar Pop so unique, is that it's like a belly dancer. It looks like motion that twirls its shaft and like spins around and it hits you in all the right spots. It makes it even more irresistible is that it's got this really unique shape external vibrator for your clitoris. So it's got this belly shaky thing going on that goes inside you. And then you've got this clitoral thing that's just like dancing all over your clitoris, like just how you want it to. And it features four intensity levels, five vibration patterns, and five rotation patterns. And so there's all these ranges, like you can customize your sensations. So you can be like, oh, I want this to go faster and this to go slower. And it's splash proof. And it's made of Vibrotex's supple and 100% body safe elastomer. So if you want a unique experience you can have with a vibrator, I suggest you give the Sugar Pop a twirl. Got it? Because it twirls. The Sugar Pop is just one of more than 50 unique Vibrotex products available for you. So go to Vibrotex.com to see the full selection or learn more about the Sugar Pop. Thanks for listening.